This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. Jalen Brunson. With Jalen Brunson, it feels like two straight years of us saying, well, what more can you say about this guy? But really, what more can you say about this guy? Brunson drives, pulls up, jump shot. Got it! Jalen Brunson, born to play basketball. Jalen Brunson has absolutely been must-see TV. Between the legs, step back, three-pointer. 50 points! 50 points for Jalen Brunson, the first Knicks point guard ever to do that. Jalen Brunson is going to be the last Knick to ever wear number 11 for the franchise. How about that? This is the Gordon Damer Show. I mean, no matter what, we're going to keep fighting. That's what we do. On 98.7 ESPN. We have to be right in the middle of the action because we're the Warriors. And without some some challenge, without some damn war to fight, then the warrior may as well be dead, Stallion. Ah, the great, the great Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed. I don't think it's hyperbole to say one of the greatest characters in the history of Apollo Creed. And, of course, the news yesterday that uh, Carl Weathers passed away. And, look, I I don't know. Um, I would think being that synonymous with a character when before that he had done some other acting things. I, w- I went down the, the the rabbit hole. Like when you're on Twitter yesterday and you get the news that Carl Weathers has passed away, it's like, all right, I guess I'm going to be watching Carl Weathers clips for the rest of the day. Um, but I would think that a guy who was in acting but wasn't really recognizable at that point, and then he plays the character Apollo Creed, that it, it would almost be impossible not to be typecast as that guy his entire career, but based, I guess, on his, on his talent, his ability, as who he was as a person, he didn't get typecast as that between, uh, you know, the action role in Predator, uh, the movie, the action Jackson, the one that, that I remember seeing, uh, what was that, was that early 90s? Um, and then, of course, when he gets involved with uh, with Happy Gilmore, another side of his acting Damn style. alligator bit my hand. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> his comedy chops, which was uh, fantastic. People kind of forget those those first couple of Rocky movies. They had a lot of comedy, not really for, for, for Apollo Creed's part, because his was much more... Um, his, he didn't get a chance to really have those funny lines like Rocky did, but... Uh, obviously, uh, condolences to Carl Weathers and his family and everybody. But, uh, man, Apollo Creed, one of the the uh, great characters of all time. You hated him in Rocky 1 and hate Rocky 2 and then Rocky 3. It was like a buddy cop film. They had, like, changed up the, uh, the formula there. And, of course, Carl Weathers uh, passing away yesterday at the age of 76. Way for, for Harvey. While I'm, I'm feeling this high from the Knicks to Harvey just all of a sudden switching up and uh, bring me down. You brought me down. I refuse to take any blame for any of this, given Why? what you talked to me about backstage. What you what, said what backstage. Yeah. Backstage. Yes. Uh-huh. You said that you wanted to be surprised by this. I did want to be, but I okay. felt like there, there was other times to, to bring this no, in. No, no, no. You get no kick coming if you're no. telling me that you want to be surprised yeah. by anything. But, I mean, it does, it does require you to kind of have a feel for the moment. I'm sorry. Surprise and feel don't really go together. Yeah, but there, of course it does. It, it's a it's a it's a feeling thing. It's it's trying to pick your right spot. You 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 don't want to just dump it right there and the start of of of, a, of an hour. You you might want to do it in one of the, the the second or third segments. But 
you did what you did. We got a lot going on today. The we fastest three hours in radio. Fastest three hours in radio. Absolutely. How's everybody? Uh, are you are you feeling okay today? <laughs> I'm feeling good. Why do uh, you ask? Now, how, how's how's the patient doing? How's Joe's feeling? Joe's been <laughs> a little under the weather. And... The patient. Wow. That's uh. Yeah. That's, I've never that's been called that before in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in an infirmary now, huh? Yeah. Well, it sounds. I mean, he doesn't sound good. No, I'll I'll, I'll take that. I don't really sound great. Does, how does he, Harvey, how does he look? Do you think he's going to make it through? I know it's the fastest three hours in radio, but is he going to make it through the three hours? He looks fine. He sounds fine. He's going to get through. He doesn't sound good. He, he feels like he's kind of gone backward. He, like he, he, was, he was sick. He was out. He came back. He sounded pretty good. And now, now, Joe, is this because you've had to live with Harvey here for the last couple, you know, getting ready for the show today and all that type? No, I, I, I think. Put it on him. I got sick and mm-hmm. I got better, and I think mm-hmm. I'm catching something else. You're a young guy too. You, you're falling apart on me. <laughs> Are you looking to blame someone here? Or what do you, I, what's going I, on? Look, when I get sick, I'm always looking for somebody to blame. I am. Oh, I'm. Who? Who got the first? When the moment I start feeling the scratchy throat at, at late at night, oh, oh, you, 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 you take a swallow and you, you, you take a drink or something like that, and all of a sudden you can feel the scratchiness back there. As soon as that hits, I think, uh oh, who did it? Who? I'm, it's like a, the game Clue. I'm looking for who did it in the kitchen with the candlestick. Uh, I'm looking to blame somebody. Absolutely. I wouldn't That's blame what, Harvey, though. Uh, He's I, off the list. All right. Well, no, he couldn't be responding. He hasn't been sick. You, you, got, you, you brought it to him. You brought it to him. You brought I will say I'm not contagious the building. because hmm? if I was, I think Harvey would have been out by now. Oh, God. You, I mean, you guys have been... Shoulder to shoulder, cheek to cheek here the last couple of weeks since you've come back and still not over. So is there a doctor's appointment planned here? I don't want to do that, but uh, I think I might have to make one shortly. Well, you don't want you don't want to feel better. You just want to do it on your own. Well, no, I don't want to like for me going to the doctors is kind of like caving in, admitting some fault. I I want to kind of. I think it's, battle I think it out. The, I think the. I think it's clearly the, there's a problem already. Whether you want to admit it or not, I think at this point you have to face facts and, and just admit it. He's refusing help, essentially. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good. How's that strategy work for you so far? This is like the third weekend in a row it's where not we're talking so about far. your illness. All right, there's uh, Joe, the patient, as he's no, known in the offices, and Harvey. There's some other names we use for Harvey. I won't bring them to the air, but. No, go ahead. We only no, got two hours. It's all right, we'll, we'll save that for. La- I'll surprise you later on when you're not expecting it, and they'll just waylay you. Appreciate it. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We've been talking a lot about the Knicks today, and well, how could we not? It is the Knicks world, and we're all just living in it. Nine straight wins, thirty-two and seventeen, third in the Eastern Conference, and it doesn't feel like they've hit their ceiling yet. It just feels like it keeps getting better. But we do have to. Focus on some other things. We'll continue to take your phone calls at 1-800-919-ESPN. But we do have a fairly important football game coming up in, uh, what, a week from a week from tomorrow? Eight days. That would be it. Eight days. And I do think there's two main things that I want to hit on. A, it's crazy to me that there are people walking around with sports opinions that are not old enough to remember what it was like when Michael Jordan was in his prime. But that's because they didn't exist. They weren't alive. They weren't old enough to have seen Michael Jordan. Ah, oh, what a what a what a shame for them to not live through those gut-wrenching times as a Knicks fan. No. 
if you want to have a sense, and you have to have a sense. I always love when I hear from people, well, in the, the LeBron-Jordan debate. Yeah, I, I'm going with LeBron. Were you old enough to see Jordan? Uh, no, but I'm going with uh, Yes, of course. Of course you would go with LeBron because you never saw Jordan. If you want to get a sense of what it was like, you don't have a time machine. You can't go back. You can only get so much of a sense by, by reading and watching YouTube. You don't really get put in the moment. You're not in that time. It's hard to have the, the, the knowledge without having the experience. But if you want to get a sense of what that experience was, it was, it felt inevitable. It felt in, Jordan was, it was like going up against a superhero. How's the superhero going to get out of this mess? Well, he's going to figure out a way. He always gets out of the mess. And he did always get out of the mess. But if you want a sense of what it was like to go up against what was inevitable, it feels like Patrick Mahomes is getting there. And and you watched last week in, in the AFC Championship game against Baltimore when they come out and they score in their first two drives and then don't do really anything the rest of the game, don't score in the second half, it feels inevitable. And going into the Super Bowl, it kind of feels inevitable. And when you take a look at the landscape of the AFC, and the AFC is a, is a, is a gauntlet, right? There's a very good chance there are Hall of Fame quarterbacks, guys in their prime right now who are still young quarterbacks. They're not going anywhere anytime soon, but there's a very good chance there are Hall of Fame quarterbacks that never win a Super Bowl because they're in the same conference as Patrick Mahomes. I think it's pretty clear that Lamar Jackson has already missed his best chance. I think it's a good chance that Josh Allen has missed his best chance. Now, Joe Burrow was able to get to a Super Bowl, but he missed out. And and given the injury history, I I don't know. The AFC is a gauntlet, and that gauntlet is is run by the Chiefs and by Patrick Mahomes, and it feels inevitable when when he is involved. And it's not inevitable, right? He did lose a Super Bowl where he looked like a, a mere mortal. But how many more times is that going to happen? Is that going to happen eight days from now? The other quarterback that, that uh, there's been a lot of conversation about has been about Brock Purdy and all the, the, the typical talking points, right? He's, 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 a, he's a game manager. He's not an elite quarterback. And I'm sure we'll, we're going to get uh, more of that in the lead up to the Super Bowl. Oh, you know, Brock Purdy. He's not top five. He's not, he's not top ten. He, I heard this week he's the 10th best 49er. Here's the deal. And, and maybe this is kind of letting you into the game. We all make these lists and we all think that they matter and we think that they're real. We think that they're actually, well, this guy's the seventh quarterback. This guy's the fifth quarterback. They're not real. They're just things that we talk about. There's opinions that we have. They're not, they're not fact. They're not carved into stone. They're just things that we talk about and we think, all right, let's try to make the case. And because we talk, like talking about sports and it's great. It's, it's fun. But there's only one question about any of these quarterbacks be it Mahomes, be it uh, uh, Lamar, be it Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, whoever, Aaron Rodgers. And the question is, can you win a Super Bowl with this guy? Can this guy get you to and win a Super Bowl? And I, maybe Brock Purdy is only uh, a game man, or he's not elite. And if you took him off his team, well, you're not taking him off his team. He's on his team. And what it shows you, especially with the draft and, and quarterbacks at the top of the draft, it's an important lesson for everybody to, to, to keep in mind. Team matters. 
Coaching matters. Situations matter. Strategy matters. All these things. And I'll be honest with you, because I am old enough to remember, all the things that are being said about Brock Purdy, a lot of those same things were all said about Tom Brady. Brock Purdy, oh, last pick of the draft. Tom Brady was the sixth round pick. Wasn't the last pick, but kind of. Kind of adjacent. Oh, you know, this guy doesn't have the big arm of some of the other guys. Yeah, they said that about Tom Brady two at a time. At a time, he was, he was not the, the Patriots' first choice either. Brock Purdy was not the Niners' first choice. Ah, you know, he's just a game manager. Ah, he's just a, the product of a great coach. All these things were said about Tom. Now, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is going to turn out to be Tom Brady. But when it comes to the only question that matters, can you win a Super Bowl with this guy? I don't know if you can or not with Brock Purdy. It certainly seems like you can. Certainly seems like it's a good pot. The guy's been in the league, what, two years? Last year he got hurt in, in, the, in the playoffs, so it, it kind of took him off the board there. And then this year he does what he does, and the Niners are where they are, and there's a real expectation that they're going to finally get over the hump and win another Super Bowl. The, of course, the toughest challenge is still ahead of them because the guy up against, that the, they're going up against, it does kind of feel inevitable, but it doesn't matter whether or not Brock Purdy's top five or if you take him off his team and you put him on this team. All that is hypothetical nonsense. All that matters is, can the Niners win? And there's a good portion of, a, of, of, the, of the sports viewing public that thinks, yeah, yeah, you absolutely can win with them. And it's not just, we, we talk about these quarterbacks as if they're finished, polished gems that come out of the draft. None of them are. Caleb Williams won't be. It will matter where he goes. It will matter who he's drafted by. It will matter who he's coached by. And is Brock Purdy in a really good situation? Absolutely. But the only thing that matters is winning. And in a week from now, we'll never have to hear, well, he's not top five. He's not top ten. It doesn't matter if he wins a Super Bowl. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking a lot about the Knicks, getting the, the football involved. We still have to talk about the Jets a little bit later on. I don't know if you saw it, but apparently there was an article in The Athletic this week that uh, behind the scenes, a lot of dysfunction involving the New York Jets. Come on. It's going to seem a shock. I, I know. Figured now that the Jets season's over, it's not going to talk about it anymore. No, no. There is no offseason when it comes to the New York Jets. But we'll get to that. We'll get to some baseball stuff, too. But let's get some phone calls involved. 1-800-919-ESPN. Let's go to Danny on Long Island. Danny, what's going on, man? Beautiful day. The sun is finally out after about 11 days. So let's just all get out and get a little fresh air. And your guy there who's hurt or sick all the time, yeah, get out. Yeah, Joe, the patient. Get, some, get yeah. Joe vitamin D. Take vitamin D continuously. Mrs. Knapp, uh, my, uh, my bride, my holistic witch doctor, uh, swears by it. I haven't been sick a day in my life. Listen, as far as that New York Jet article, that article could be written once a year. You just fill in the name. It's like, a man <laughs> just, uh, it's like yeah. Mad Libs like from like back in the day. The new Remember Mad Libs? Name, the new coach's name, the new quarterback's name. Just keep, keep running the same article. People don't realize it's just a repeat. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're yeah. going to run it back, right? You run back the same yeah. articles, right? Would anybody would anybody be able to identify the difference? No. Your, your analogy with Michael Jordan and Mahomes was so spot on. It should be patented. You should have exclusive rights. Nobody should yes. ever claim that again because – I agree. As you're saying that, and I'm walking in the woods here, I'm thinking – He's 100% right. It's like every year, this was the year we were going to get by Michael. And now what torture do we have to go through now? It never, you know, oh, he doesn't have it. His, his two guys on his team are hurt. Michael's got 104 fever. Doesn't matter. Shows up. They win. Mahomes is like that. Even though he didn't play particularly great in the AFC championship game, uh, two comments on those games. 
the coaching staff for the Ravens absolutely spit the bit. They they ran an offense like they were down 30 points when they were only down 10. They they completely got away from the running game where that team is built on multiple tight end sets. They bring in a guy named Rashad for a fullback. He's 350 pounds. It's a sledgehammer, and everything works off that, the play action, the, uh, the, the Lamar Jackson run. They completely abandoned it to a quarterback that was clearly having the worst day of his career because he was completely confused as to what he was seeing. I was shocked that John Harbaugh, that many years in the league, did that. As far as the 49ers are concerned, I agree with you. I don't understand the hatred towards Purdy. Oh, he's only managing the game. He's only distributing the ball. Yes, that's what a quarterback does. It's only his second year in the league. He's going to get better. You know, Joe Montana didn't have a great arm. Joe Montana didn't move a lot. You know, he had some great running backs, had a Hall of Fame receiver named Jerry Rice. You might have heard him. He distributed the ball appropriately. Now, Brock Purdy can win a Hall of Fame and win the uh, Super Bowl. He also has a much easier route to get to the Super Bowl because he's in the NFC. So he may be top three or four quarterbacks in the NFC. If he was in the AFC, he might be down by about 10. I mean, that's, 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 that's the truth of the matter. The AFC is just harder to get. And if he wins the Super Bowl this year, that doesn't make him better than Josh Allen, Joe Bart. Just means he, he won the game. Congratulations. Yeah. That's, that's my point. And look, and, and, and Fran, thanks for the phone call. If we're going back and, and, and talking about uh, the draft, yeah, I, I guess uh, there's reasons why he was drafted where he is and, um, and all those type of things. But it just shows you that the situation matters. It's not... It's not like the NBA, and it kind of feels like the quarterbacks now have become so important in the NFL that it's become like the NBA. Well, we just got to get the superstar, and that will fix everything else. No, the situation, and we see this every year, right? Like uh, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be, oh, this guy can't miss. It's impossible. Teams should be tanking just to be able to get him. And what, three years in, uh, he, he looked I mean, the first year was a was a complete waste. They threw that away because of of the Urban Meyer situation. But they get out of that. They change the coach, and year two he looks a whole lot better. Gets the playoffs, all that. And now, after three years, it still kind of seems up in the air. So the the quarterbacks, we we make it out like these guys are are set in stone. We know exactly what each one is going to be and how they slot in. It just doesn't work that way. And um, it, it, it just to talk about the the games last weekend. It was crazy to me the amount of criticism that Dan Campbell got for his two decisions uh, in the second half to go for it on fourth down when that has always been who he is, and it's the reason why they've got his coaching philosophy is to trust in his players that they are going to execute better than the other team. And I love everyone say, well, but no, he's got to understand uh, the situation. This is – so this. So his philosophy is only his philosophy until he gets to the most important games? No. <laughs> his philosophy has worked. It's the reason why they've become who they've become. So I, I get it. In, in those situations, uh, I think it was the first one was a 43-yard field goal. I think I would have went for it the first time. The second, I don't remember now. But one of them I felt strongly uh, absolutely kicked the field goal there, and he didn't. So I disagree with the decision, but I understand why he made the decisions that he did. That's, that's who he is, and that's who he's, 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 he's told his team he is going to be, and he is going to trust in them that they are going to be able to out-execute, and they didn't. That, and that's really what it comes down to. In the second half, they didn't execute. 
There was multiple times where they could have made plays and they're dropping passes and they're fumbling balls and all that type of stuff. But I get it. When you make big decisions like that and they go wrong, we're going to base it on the results. We're not going to base it on this is how you got to. It's crazy to me. Well, this is how we got to where he was. Well, no, now he's got to change. Now he's got to change. He's been successful this entire time. The entire time, it's, it's, the, re, it's the reason they are where they are. If you want to criticize a coach for going against who he is and, and what they've been, John Harbaugh is the person to criticize. They got away from what they, they usually do and who they were in the regular season. And they, I feel like they coached scared and they got out of what they are about and they looked tentative, they looked flat, and, and the quarterback looked tentative. Even when he did run, it didn't seem natural. It didn't seem like he was in the, the regular flow. So to me, if there was a coach to criticize in terms of game plan or decisions or all that type of stuff, last week it was John Harbaugh, more far, far more than Dan Campbell. And maybe this is a huge part of it, but that was the Ravens' best chance. They were the number one seed. They were at home. They have the, the presumptive MVP, and they absolutely fell flat. And, and to me, part of that was coaching. For the Lions, it's, it's true. Maybe they don't get back. It is, it's, it's hard to get back year after year. But it feels like their best moments are still in front of them. They, they've arrived at this moment ahead of schedule. For the Ravens, this is the schedule. This, and, and who knows what the, the window of opportunity is. They'll never have a better chance. I know that much. They'll never have a better chance than the one they had last week. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Guy could sing too. Who knew? The great Carl Weathers. I I love the story. I don't remember what article it was in about uh, when he went in to read for Rocky uh, and read for the Apollo Creed part. He, they, he said, well, who am I going to read with? And they said, well, you're going to read with the, the guy who wrote the story. So he goes in, he does the scene, he does it with uh, Sylvester Stallone. And I guess it didn't go as well as he would like. And he says to the room, uh, well, it, it, I would do a lot better if you let uh, an actor read with me. So basically insulting Sylvester Stallone to his face and not realizing. But that got up. The mistakes sometimes get you the job, he said, and turned out, it turned out okay. It turned out okay for, for Carl Weathers. All right. You're actually right. It says it right here. What's that? Weathers says, so I just blurted out, I could do a lot better if you got me a real actor to work with. Yeah. What do you think? I'm so making I, up stories here? What do you think I'm doing here? I'm fa- yeah, I'm, 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 I said I don't remember what article it happened. I read it in, but. So I'm supporting your point here, and I'm just like fact-checking. <laughs> I don't think I my got your point needed any- I don't think anybody was like, well, I wonder if that's true. You know, you're being a re- you're repugnant today, man. What's going well, on how, you, man? how am I repugnant? <laughs> I just told you I read it, an article, and, and this is what it said. In the, I have no reason to lie. I'm not making up stories. I'm not saying you lie. I'm just, okay, quote. So but I just you, insulted It was like the- you were surprised. Oh, no, it actually says that right here. In 90 minutes, you're going after me. You you just called. You basically called Joe on his deathbed, essentially. No, I just called him the patient. That that's not patients recover. They don't all. Let's hope not. I mean, we don't we don't want to lose Joe. It would be a, it would be a shame. He's a young guy, got the bright future. Well, not maybe a bright future. He's a Nets and Jets fan. I don't know how bright the future is. But we we want we at least want to make sure that he 
stays with us until uh, Ben Simmons can get back in the lineup on a regular basis. Oh, geez. I don't know when that's going to be. If I'm sick that long, uh, I might not make it. (laughs) You better better get to the doctor, buddy. Better get some pills. Take some pills. Even if they don't work, at least it makes you feel like it works, right? You're doing something. You're proactive. I don't know if that's the message you want to uh, push. It's the one time you can get on steroids. You're legally allowed to get on steroids. You pump the... Rip trees right out of the ground. Flip cars. Can't get in the Hall of Fame, though. No, but... uh, you're involved in this show. You're not, I hate to break it to you. You're not going to the Hall of Fame. Not, not as a result of this. Not as a result of this. Please, come on. Let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go to uh, Dennis is in New Jersey. Dennis, what's going on, man? Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I wanted to call about Purdy, and then I'm picking up Joe Montana. Uh, the, one of your previous callers said Montana can't run. No, he can't run like Lamar Jackson, but... He makes plays out of the pocket when he played, uh, which Brady and Manny couldn't do. In fact, the play to uh, Dwight Clark, that was out of the pocket. Yeah. And another thing about that play. Well, I don't know that it's necessarily running, though. Dwight Clark did not have gloves on, which everybody wears now. And Montana did not throw one interception in four Super Bowls. No, 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 I don't, Dennis. I don't think that uh, he was uh, saying anything negative about uh, Joe Montana. Boy, that took a weird turn. Dwight Clark wasn't even wearing gloves. Harvey, can you check that out? Make sure that that is an accurate statement. Uh, I'll do my best. Hopefully, fact checking. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you uh you actually take my side with this. I, I I I'd love to take your side. I was already on that side, and you felt the need to come in and confirm what Gordon is saying is is truthful. Interesting, interesting way of of helping the show. Interesting. Uh, let's go to Terrence's in Brooklyn. Terrence, what's going on, man? All right. Uh, good morning, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good, Terrence. What you got, pal? Well, um, want to put my two cents in on the Knicks. Um, I don't think that they need to change a thing. I think they should stay the course. Uh, they're playing good ball right now, and um, you know, and as a Knicks fan, I'm very happy. Um, as far as what you said earlier in earlier in the show. Um, in regards to LeBron, don't need him, don't want him. Exactly. He had his chance. Yep. Just like Durant had his chance, mm-hmm. and he chose to go elsewhere. So, just keep on going elsewhere. We got. We we're happy with what we got right now. Absolutely, Terrence. Uh, anytime the and thanks for the phone call. Anytime callers can call up and agree with me, I'm all for that. I love when the callers call up and, it, and they can point out my own brilliance. Sometimes the brilliance is lost even on me. I feel like things are rolling well in that, uh, in that category today. Let's go out to D is in Queens. D, what's going on, man? Oh, I want to get to the next second, but let, I want to get to John Harbaugh. Like, Lamar Jackson got smoked, and you're talking about this is their best chance. If, if, um, Patrick Mahomes is this generation's Tom Brady. Lamar Jackson is literally having Peyton Manning, and he's actually doing better than Peyton Manning was. Yeah. Let's start there. So this is not his last. He, he, you well, you kind of broke up there, D. What was it? What was the Peyton Manning point there? You kind of broke up. I said he's literally Peyton Manning's career right now. Peyton Manning was a horrible quarterback in the playoffs. I remember. And those, yeah, I mean, he was. Oh, I mean, imagine if you were zero for six. 
In your first six playoff games, you went 0 for 6. Okay. So yeah. let's let's chill, let's chill out with the Lamar. This is it for him. He's only 20. Well, no, look, but D, but D, before you go on to your next point, he will never have a better chance. I mean, he was the number one seed. They were at home. They've never been at home for an AFC championship game before. The Ravens as an organization, not just Lamar Jackson, as an organization, they've never been at home. And you would have to think yeah. that the Chiefs off this year, there's a good chance that they're going to improve in the skill positions, right? I mean, so I, I don't think he'll ever have a better. You can't be any higher than the number one seed. And this is the thing. That game was so poorly coached because it wasn't just the running. It wasn't the fact that they didn't run play action. It was the fact that you have the ultimate weapon as a runner in Lamar Jackson. It was how undisciplined and out of control. How many personal fouls? I yeah. think Harbaugh oh, should be very, coaching for his Absolutely. A hundred percent. They, they, they shot fair. themselves in the foot repeatedly in that game. No question. Um, I, look, I, I put it I, – I put – and it was crazy to me. I, I, I wake up uh, on Monday and I'm listening to all the different shows and, and everybody's killing Dan Campbell and, and they're killing Lamar. Nobody, it didn't seem like anybody was killing John Harbaugh. And, and to me, what Harbaugh and, and the, what the Ravens did was far more, um, far, far, far bigger crime, kind of getting out of, the, of who they were. They played tight the entire game. They played passively. Lamar looked tentative the entire game. Everything. And, and they've kind of, they're supposed to be the experienced team, right? Like if the Lions did that, you'd expect eh, the, the, the moment was too big for them. The moment definitely seemed too big for the Ravens and um, uh, against the Chiefs. That was, that was absolutely true. Uh, let's go to uh, Brian is in Manhattan. Brian. What's going on, man? Hey, Gordon. You know, it's it's. Uh, I'm surprised. I, I would be surprised if you didn't get fired after this show. Oh my god! Because gosh. you're you're alluding to a situation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that goes on at your network. That my network. In to, well, in ESPN, in order okay. to create, in order to create conversation and interest, mm. you have to make very extreme statements, and I was. I was saying to the call screener that I don't think I'm 64 years old. I don't think I've ever been at a time in the NFL where on any given Sunday, and I always watch the games on Sunday, multiple games, that we have so much quarterback talent. Like you and I could sit here and list probably 15 quarterbacks that we would go to war with, football war with, right? And we'd be happy with them. For example, Justin Herbert takes so much criticism, right? And – you know, it's as if he's not good. And the idea that there's only one great quarterback and he's the greatest of them all is such an absurd thing because, as you said, the offensive line, the running backs, the tight ends, the wide receivers, your defense, which allows you to get the ball late in the game with a chance to win. There's so many variables. And instead of sort of celebrating this quarterback, uh, we have so many, right? I mean, my God. Joe Burrow was hurt this year. There's so many good quarterbacks. There's at least 15 that I would say, wow, they're really good. Um, and I think that's, I think it's sort of sad that as a, as a public, we can't celebrate like the Brock Purdy story. And I don't think he's as good as, as Josh Allen. And I don't think he's as good as Justin Herbert, but I don't think that matters. I mean, he might be, like you said, he's a second year player. I just think that, you know, to hear Ryan Clark sort of say it, it disgusted him to have to talk about Purdy in the MVP conversation, 
you know, made him upset. Like, like, come on, guys. Can we just enjoy this? Well, look, I mean, I, I, Brian, thanks for the phone call. I, that, why am I going to get fired? I, I, that, you know, I feel like Robert Sala. I hear about my job security. I get very, uh, very paranoid. I'm looking over my shoulder all of a sudden. I'm waiting for somebody to come in the room. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why that, why that would get me fired. But, uh, look, people feel differently about things. Uh, I, I will say this. I, I, I think that lists and top five and top ten and, and these, 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 these labels of game manager, he's not elite, I, I think that they're all silly. I will say this. There is one guy who's the best. <laughs> There's one guy who separated himself, and that's Mahomes. Everybody else, that the, the, however you want to put the guys on a list, uh, do whatever you want, I don't really care. Uh, but I, I do have a clear – I think there is a clear-cut, unanimous number one. And, and when it comes to the MVP, it's almost like when Jordan didn't win an MVP when he was in his prime. We all know who the if, – if we were to hold a draft tomorrow and, and every NFL player was available – much like in the days of Michael Jordan, if every NBA player was available in a draft the next day, we all know who would go number one. We all know who would go number one, and it's Patrick Mahomes. He's the clear-cut number one guy, and everybody else is just battling for second. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, we'll get uh, into the Jets. Also, I, I did have another Nick point that I wanted to bring up because these days are so great with the Knicks. Like, Nick fans are living the dream right now. And it feels like it's almost like a dream, right? It's like, is this really happening? Are people actually talking about the Knicks as, as Eastern Conference contenders, as championship contenders? And it's great for so it's great for for Leon Rose. It's great, oh, we assume we don't hear from him. It's great for for Tom Thibodeau. It's great for Jalen Brown. There's really only one guy I can think of it ain't great for. It ain't great at all. And we'll get into who that is coming up next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I would be surprised if you didn't get fired after this show. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Listen up. It's important. This is breaking. The Michael K Show will be live from UBS Arena this Thursday, February 8th, before the Islanders face off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we, yes, we are giving away eight pairs of lower bowl tickets plus one pair of premium club seats at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. All you got to do, very simple, scroll down to where it says contests. That would be where you'd go and submit your entry. It's all brought to you by the New York Islanders. And for full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Get back to the phone calls here in a second. But I did want to hit on two other things. Hey, one thing uh, about the Knicks, and I don't know, maybe uh, Joe and Harvey can uh, point me in the right direction here. What Whatever happened to uh, the Nick haters? Like, this has been almost two solid hours of Nick loving. Nick lovers have lined up and, and oh, I love this team. I love Brunson. I love where we're at. We don't need to get LeBron. I, I, I love the direction of the organization. This is like a dream come true. This is all we wanted. We're back. We're relevant. We're taking names. We're kicking butts. But the Nick haters, I, I don't think that they have been swayed. They're Nick haters. And they walk amongst us. You are a verified Nick's hater. And they're still out there. And you know, you know, they have to be 
absolutely despising this, that the, the organization is very much back. But I have not, I've not heard from them. So I think in the course of, of the next hour, maybe we can run. I, I don't know if they're going to show their faces because right now it's, it's, it's difficult. But it's kind of anonymous, right? It's on the phones. We're not asking you to, to stay. You can use an alias if you need to when you call at 1-800-919-ESPN. But I'd like to run a receipts segment because I'll tell you what's going to happen right now. If for some reason the Knicks don't make the NBA Finals this year or if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals this year, we will be inundated with calls. Uh, I knew this was going to happen. I knew they weren't this good. I knew, I knew, I knew. But they've never, all those people will be saying that then, but they are not saying that now. So if there are Nick, well, they're out there, whether or not they want to show their faces, that's, that's up to them. But I'd like to run a receipt segment where we will hold on to the receipts. And look, if you are right at the end of the day, if the Knicks get ousted in the second round of the playoffs or they get ousted in the first round of the playoffs or something happens where it doesn't fire and it's a disappointment, you will be on record as saying, you know what, I, w- I called you that day. I always hear that later on, but there's never any proof of it. Here's your chance, Nick haters, to get on board and on the record and have your receipt that you knew the entire time that this was going to happen. So maybe we'll do that a little bit later on. 1-800-919-ESPN, the telephone number. A, a return of receipts. And if I can let you in behind the curtain, we, we ran receipts at the beginning of the NFL season. And we all saw how that went. We all, we all saw it. A lot of talk about the Giants winning the uh, NFC East. The Giants are going to be the number one seed. Daniel Jones is going to get MVP votes. I want to get on the record. Uh, Danny Dimes wins the MVP. Giants win the NFC East. Yeah. yeah there, were, there were a lot of those. I and we think, kept uh, those. With Lamar Healthy, J.K. Dobbins leads the league in rushing with over 1,800 yards. Boy, that guy put the kibosh on. J.K. Dobbins immediately fell down right after that phone call was made. You know that guy had him on his fantasy team, too. Oh, I'm so smart. I got J.K. Dobbins in the second round. So much for that. So we'll do it with the Knicks. If there are Nick haters out there, and they're out there. They are out there. They're hiding now. They're underground. They're only, they're only communicating with each other through Morse code. But if we can, if we can, if we can settle, if we can bring a couple of them out into the into the sunshine to be put on on the record, we will we will try to do that. The other thing is, again, two hours we've done nothing but Nick Love. It's it's great for everybody. It's great to see Brunson the other night being interviewed by our Alan Hahn. Great job by Alan, and a great spot. The Garden going it was absolutely electric, and I almost felt like. Even with all the basketball that, that Mike Breen has seen at the Garden, big spots, playoff games, it, it almost felt like in some ways the intensity of, of a game in February almost kind of surprised him in some ways that the, that the Nick fans were that engaged and who's seen more basketball and, and been around Nick fans more than, than Mike Breen. So it's great for everybody. It's great for Tibbs. It's great for the team. The only guy it's not really great for is Julius Randle. It's not, th- this, what, this all happening without him 
And I don't know when he's is going to come back. The, the reports the other day or yesterday about it's going to be a few weeks and then he's going to be reevaluated is not great. That's not great news. You were hoping for something definitive of this will be the timeline. And if they don't have a timeline, well, I don't want you to make one. But you were hoping that after that initial report, it was going to be weeks rather than months. It, it certainly seemed like with the report that came out yesterday that it's going to be months. It's going to be a while before he is back. And, and you just hope that he does get back at some point. But this is, to me, a, with all these expectations, this is, to me, a very make-it-or-break-it kind of year for Randall when the Knicks are in the playoffs this year. You know, that first year, he didn't have a lot of help, and he was, it was a disaster. Uh, he, he was, even after the great regular season that he had, it was, oh boy, that, that was, he got completely exposed. But look, he, he was not working with a, a very talented team, and it was all on him, and, and we came away from that year saying, well, it's clear, he can't be the number one. I don't think that we really thought he could be a number one on a, on a championship team. That was the best you had at that point. But it was clear from that point he cannot be relied on to be the number one option on a championship team. Okay, fine. And then last year, back in the playoffs, and now he had the ankle injury, so maybe that was a factor to a certain point. Okay, fine. If you want to give him an excuse again, okay, fine. But we all know what the narrative is surrounding Julius Randle. And if for some reason, really for any reason, if he is not able to perform somewhat close to regular season Randall come postseason Randall, I think that, that, is, that that's going to be passing the Rubicon in terms of his time here with the Knicks. I, I don't think that you could ever – maybe people don't already trust him, but this one, this will be the make-or-break year. And to see all this going on and the Knicks winning nine in a row and, and talk of, of championship and Eastern Conference Finals and NBA Finals and doing a lot of this without him – when he comes back, if for any reason it doesn't continue to go swimmingly like it is right now, you know who's going to get the blame. He's gotten the blame a lot here, and especially if it turns out to be in the playoffs where he again goes from regular season all-star to postseason inefficiency, I, I don't think that he's going to be able to uh, come back from that here. That, that, will, that will be the, the kind of the final nail in the confidence coffin of Nick fans when it comes to Randall and being part of uh, a championship run with the Knicks.